This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now, here's your host, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. You don't have any sound? Oh, I got sound. I got nothing well, to look at. Well, don't look at me. <laughs> God, you want everybody to do everything for you. Jeez, Louise. Tell me, tell me what I'm supposed to say. Did you hear Brendan's new intro? That was awesome, bro. No, you'll have to play it again. Oh, you're going to play it at the next break? Yeah, there's the second one. I think it's much better than this first one here. But, you know, I like this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, Rich, could you grab... Brendan, could you grab one of these for the kid? I, I can grab another one, yeah. All right, very good. Hey, folks. Let's do a radio show. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Uh, hey, folks, do you feel safe? Are you protected? Well, it's time to take ownership of your self-defense journey. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association believes the key ingredient to being a responsibly firearms owner is proper training and education. USCCA offers comprehensive training that helps you avoid danger while keeping you and your loved ones safe. More than 650,000 responsibly armed Americans like you have made the responsible decision to take control of protecting themselves and their family. Get hands-on training from certified instructors. You can learn how to avoid danger, defend yourself, and protect your loved ones. Take responsibility for your own safety and visit uscca.com backslash G-O-R. Welcome. USCCA is our new yeah. sponsor. Appreciate the sponsorship. Looking forward to hearing from you. The bonus is you might get trained by the kid on the right here. That's right. Joe, That's USCCA right. instructor. Can they request you? And you'll know when I'm training. Can they request you? Of course they can. No, not you. How does can that work? They? How does um, that work? You just get, how does it work? What it is when I, when I, Decide I want to do a class, I just put it up on their website. So I give the information, the time, the date, the location, and people sign up for it. But, oh. you, but USCCA, they, you're a certified, what, pistol instructor, uh, firearms instructor? With them, yeah, it's a certified handgun instructor, I think, with them. Nice. Okay. So I'm just saying, like, if, if somebody wants to have you train them, all they have to do is, once you post your classes... Go to USCCA. Yeah, and then- so USCCA doesn't have a database, say, of trainers. It doesn't work like that. What it works, uh, if you're one of their trainers, you can, okay, I'm going to do a a defensive pistol class, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it at... So uh, how do I go and get you as my instructor? Right, so I would have to be offering a class. So if I'm offering a class up there, you could look up there and say, oh, Joe's teaching. Okay, he's got this class and this date. I'll oh, but up. if they just contract you to teach a class, then... Yeah, it's not that. It's, it's more it's, of... It's on Joe. Yeah, it's okay. more. It's all, right. all up to the instructors. Well, because I had a couple of people ask me. Mm-hmm. They certify, so you you wouldn't go to USCCA to get the instruction, but they do post like if you're a USCCA certified instructor, they post. Well, I'll bet you okay. if they go to sccgo.org and on the comment sccgo.org and on the comment box say when is Joe teaching a yeah. class, and then if you get enough responses, there you I go. can teach a class. Then you could go, you go to these guys and say, or not even go to them, just teach your own class. Yeah, we just post the class up All there. Right. It's a good way to get that out. It's a good way for people to you know see what's available gotcha. locally. Okay. So. 
Didn't mean to yeah. belabor it, but I thought That's it was important. So if you were up early this morning, you saw me and and then shortly after Dave yes. on KUSI. Yeah. Uh, or no, it was KUSI. That's right. right. KUSI. You, uh, sound, like, you talk- sound like Howard Stern now. <laughs> I love that part. WNBC. WNBC. <laughs> I knew you would know it. I knew it. But uh, back, to, back to seriousness. Oh. Uh, KUSI did bring you in. Yeah. Talked about the they wanted to talk about concealed carry and and the relationship to uh, the roster the safe handgun roster is pretty interesting how uh, they're really interested in, interested in tying that together which in essence what it means is that C, um, CCWs have gotten really popular over the last what mm-hmm. twenty years Joe it's yeah really really kicked off right two yeah. and a half no yeah. no it well has, in San Diego it has been growing it, yeah, yeah it's been about you know three four years but over the last twenty years you know that's become very very popular. And I mean, if you look back before that, the big popular guns were, you know, a Glock 17, a uh, um, a, a 92, a Beretta 92, a 1911, which really aren't concealable. They're really made for for you know sitting in a holster on mm-hmm. you know either a cop or or uh, or, or military. Um, so in the last 20 years, they started making a lot more concealable handguns. Glock 19, of course, is uh, sub is, is compact, but then they started going subcompact with Glock. Um, you know, the Hellcat's been real, real popular, so they've made a lot of these concealed carry handguns, but you can't get them in California because of this handgun roster. So they wanted to hear all about that. So I did a segment. Um, we'll post it up on our website probably tomorrow. But uh, if you're up early, you get to see you get to see me talk about uh, that, and then you get to see Dave review a... Uh, I was reviewing a Mazda uh, CX-30. But I have to say, I have to go back to your your interview because yeah. unfortunately there was a lady in there chatting away with, and I didn't get a chance to really listen to the whole thing. No. But Jason was blown away. Yeah. Not only Good. did he enjoy it, but he was educated because he had no idea yeah. what you were saying was what's really going on. And I don't think anybody out there, unless you're in the industry, would ever put the two together. Yeah. Well, so the the the, the roster situation is so there's so much nuance. It's so complicated. Uh, you know that it's and it's hard to explain. It's right. it's hard to kind of walk people through and connect the dots. But it's it's uh, it's a huge problem. And you and I talked, which I thought I had never even thought of it. But if you're at a gun range in San Diego, and you go, okay, you know, can I take a look at that one? Oh no, can't be sold in California. Yeah. Well, how about that can't, one? Can't be no. sold to you in yeah. California. Yeah. There are certain people, certain here military that can and police buy officers. It. But the point is, why display? <laughs> You can't yeah, well, buy them. well, because police officers buy guns. Yeah, because so cops buy. But the other thing is, uh, a lot of the gun stores display them uh, to get that, so they get the, that question and they can tell them. Well, here's what the problem is, and it helps them educate. But I, honestly, I don't know, Joe. What do you think? Four. I mean, there are really only four concealed carry options in California. Four guns. Yeah, pretty much. I think, and, and you see, you know, the MP Shield. People shield carry the Glock nineteen. Glock twenty six or twenty six. Yeah. If you want something smaller. Yep. But the uh, it's a shame. Sig Sig's got the is it a three sixty five? I think is there. Yeah, but again, you know the three sixty five is what everybody wants. But that or not three sixty five is not on the roster. There's a there's a there's a Sig. I forget the model number, and then there's a car, K H R, um, and then that's like it, man. Wow. I carry a nineteen and a thirty, and but I don't know. They're well, both considered compact. Well, but. it's like you were saying though. It's 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 unfortunate. Like with the Hellcat, it's very popular yeah. around the country, except for here, and. Um, the other thing is you were talking about the MP Easy. 
which I mean, that's a real thing for, uh, you know, people, if you don't have the hand strength for whatever reason, uh, to rack these slides sometimes on the mm -hmm. nine millimeters, they specifically design that to make it a little bit easier for people with that issue. Yeah. We're not allowed and to sell it. No, you can't buy it out here. That is the crux of the Rena case, R-E-N-A, Rena versus Bonta. That's the, the lawsuit that's going to get rid of this. Um, it's going to get rid of the roster and Rena, Lana Renner, excuse me, Lana Rena is uh, she was trying to get a uh, Smith & Wesson EZ and can't. She's she's got some grip strength issues and uh, she can't get that out here. So it's it's almost a, you know, it's almost an ADA thing, right? At that point. It's terrible. It's, yeah, it really is a shame. We had a woman because we, we did the Women on Target uh, event today at the Women Grove Rod and Gun Club and uh, we had a woman that um, had a revolver and she couldn't really shoot her revolver so she wanted to try, you know, one of our revolvers there. But uh, first time I've ever seen this, uh, just she could not pull the trigger back. Um, and even on, uh, we tried it with a, uh, we tried it with a Beretta that was a double single action uh, semi-auto and just did not have that finger strength. And, you know, for people like that, you're limited as to what you could look at. Because if you go, you know, if you're in Arizona or somewhere else, there's thousands of guns to pick from. You know, you can find something that works for you. And out yeah. here, we're, we're limited and it's a shame because it, it hurts people like that. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about a lot of things, but the uh, the um, we're going to talk about the lawsuit. Then, the, of course, the CCW uh, database breach. Um, we're going to Joe Jamisi is going to interview uh, Lee Williams, right? Yes. And then cool. we're going to have Dallas from San Diego Guns in the studio, and in then. The studio. Uh, yeah, he's coming in the studio. All right. And then also wanted to throw a shout out to Corvette Kelly from Oklahoma. Technician Shauncey says hello and uh, thanks for listening to the show. Cool. Appreciate it. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. I can't say anything. I don't have any there paper. Oh, I asked. Oh, here we go. There you go. <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back. After the win for freedom with the uh, Bruin case, uh, California's Department of Justice docked CCW holders. Criminals who want to target someone who owns a firearm now have a list to use. So identify thieves now have a list of thousands. Identify? Identity thieves now have a list of thousands of easy targets. Pulling a Biden over there. <laughs> Well, that was not nice. All right, I'm sorry. Hey, if you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call California firearms lawyer John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John specializes in California gun law. Call 760-642-7150. Or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Just had lunch with John on Friday. John, if you're listening, thanks, buddy. Always a pleasure. Hardest working uh, Second Amendment attorney in the whole wow. world. Yeah, and he's going to get a whole lot busier. He's getting a whole lot busier. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. So one of the things, uh, talking to John, I wanted to touch on um, is, you know, they have this new stupid law that uh, you can't market firearms to uh, in a way that, that looks like you're marketing them to kids. And I think that Joe and I were talking about this before the show. I think some of the clubs, you know, Lemon Grove, Rod and Gun, and mm -hmm. South Bay, and some of the organizations, some of the clubs out there that are offering, you know, like a youth shoot, 
are uh, overreacting. Um, you can still advertise, but uh, here's what we're going to do. If you want to advertise, email me your advertisement. Like, hey, you know, hey, this is the flyer. This is what we want to say. And that's michael at sdcgo.org. And we'll get it in front of, of uh, John. And uh, there is a way you can still promote, you know, like a youth shoot mm-hmm, without mm-hmm. breaking the law. So I think a lot of people, understandably, Where by did the way, that one come from? I didn't even hear that one come in. Oh, I know. It was kind of sneaky. But it, 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 it's bad. And, you know, yeah, there's going to be a lawsuit and, you know, all the usual mess. But uh, don't worry. Um, you know, it'll uh, things will be all right. But, uh, yeah, it's... Like I said, you can promote like a youth shoot yeah. legally, but you can understand their hundred percent frustration, understand. and it's like, geez, Louise, where do you guys come up with these ideas? No, it's so stupid, and that's all they're doing. It's the old adage: if you throw enough <clears throat> against the wall, right, something's got to stick. I mean, what do they think? I mean, kids, I don't understand what they think, and they're using the uh, you know the idea. It's the like you know you can't. Remember when Joe Camel got in trouble back in the eighties? Mm-hmm. You know, because they were marketing cigarettes to kids. Um, you know, and I, I, of course, argue that that cigarettes are. It's not even arguable. Yeah. They, they absolutely are bad for people. Yeah. They, it was you know scientifically been proven they're they're addictive, et cetera, et cetera. Firearms aren't. Firearms aren't bad for people. In fact, nope. they're good for people. They save people's lives every day. How many? What, what was that? Now? Two and a half to three million people somewhere around there are saved that use a firearm to stop. Some kind of violent attack every year. Yeah, and if you read the language in that that bill that we're talking about, um, you know, it's just because uh, I was reading that this morning, just because I was looking for the the thing about the youth programs and stuff like that. But the way they describe um, firearms and the the danger that firearms pose to uh, you know to young people and stuff like that, it's just I, you look at it, it's just it's disgusting, is what it is. I yeah. mean, the way they describe that stuff. And it's, it's unfortunate we let it get to that point, but we're fighting back now. But don't you think that's a throw against the wall and see what sticks mentality? Yeah, they're going to do that kind of stuff too. But, I mean, it's anything. And I think Newsom said he'll sign anything. So, I mean, any, any anti-gun bill and I'll sign it. Right. And uh, I think it's just a, they don't want people to own firearms for different reasons. And it has nothing to do, I don't think, with public safety or crime or anything like that. Well, they can't they just control don't. you if you have a gun. Well, that's uh, what I was going to say. But, yes. I can uh, say it. And yeah, I know it's, it's, it's controversial. Too. But, I mean, what's what other logic is there? No, that's where it's well, going. Well, when you say that, though, Dave, I think, you know, there's, there's kind of a literal obvious you know mm-hmm. uh meaning but it's really there's it's 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 a little bit more of a um a little bit more of a, of a proxy thing too if if they can you know firearms are are your self-defense you know your ability to uh use lethal force and protect yourself protect yourself and if they can control that then they can control anything. Well, right, exactly. So it's not, but I, I guess when some people, you know, hear something like that, like, hey, if I have a gun, you know, if yeah. they take my gun, blah, blah, blah. you know, they they have this, they envision like you're just going to stand there with your with your you know shotgun and stop the world from coming. You know, I, I get that, I understand, um, but really, what it means is, hey, if they can take that right away from you, or if they can legislate it and control it into completely being meaningless. Then what can't they do? So does that mean I have to take my fortification down in front of my house? <laughs> no, I encourage your fortification because I got artillery. <laughs> okay, I am so ready. But really, it's like, all right, well, if you if and so often in uh, legal arguments, you see like, hey, well, we control this like this, and we control that yeah. like that. So why can't we control this like this? This like that. yeah. So um, that's really, really, 
uh, maybe the pragmatic or the, the functional mm-hmm. reasoning when they say, hey, you know, the, the only it's the right that, that defends, the, you know, all the other rights. I mean, there's kind of a literal. And but, who's not to say that all of this has been is in a book someplace? OK, if they come up with this, then we're going to go after them with that. You know what I mean? So they have a like when you're looking into your troubleshooter book and your owner's manual, yeah. and it says if it doesn't start, check this. If it doesn't, do, it's almost kind of like the same thing. There's like a there's an, an issue of uh, you know banning guns for dummies. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Out, there's got to be, and the government uses it. Yeah, well, they're definitely all singing from the same well, sheet of music. So isn't that ironic too? Got to pull it out of some books. Page nine, paragraph seven. <laughs> Yeah, but it's yeah, crazy. it's and it, 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 you know again we we said it last week the uh, the Bruin case it isn't the it's not the end it's just here oh, no, here's no, an effective no, no. tool for you you know in the fight it's like it's like uh, I don't know it's like in a movie well, when how long has the left been fighting uh, well how far back does it go I it's I anti gunners have been around since, since the 30s 1930s, if not even earlier probably even earlier yeah even earlier because if you look at like you know, I mean, one of the things, people think like, well, Wyatt Earp in the Old West and blah, blah, blah. Wyatt Earp was an anti-gun jerk. Yep. I mean, he was well, going to take guns from man, people. Man, not really. That's what that Uh-oh, OK here Corral comes, thing yeah, was. that Wyatt Earp guy. Right. Yeah, was, he was going to collect their guns. Extremely limited, and it was uh, doing what, what they do now. It was against his enemies. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Because uh, I was just <laughs> reading a big a article on that, too. No, it was around, I mean, that kind of stuff was extremely limited around the West. Because uh, anti-gun people like to point to that. Oh, there's lots of cities. Dodge City and places like that had uh, anti-gun laws. And they really did. They had them for different little sections of town, like where all the saloons were. Because it was you, wild. But you had to check your guns at the city yeah, line. Yeah, but what we're saying is it was not a widespread practice. No, but I'm just saying. But, but it was And it, and it was went used. away quickly. But, but it was yeah. wrong. But it was wrong. It was wrong. No, it was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't wrong. I mean, that's well, all no, I'm saying. I, yeah, that's okay. all. Yeah. I agree with you. It was wrong. <laughs> well, because, I mean, you know, because you go into a, a, a town back then, <laughs> but, there's not cops everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, people just point at why. I, I don't think people really know the full story of Wyatt Earp. There was a little bit more than the movie yeah. in the 90s where they, uh, you know. Too much TV. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, but see the thing of it is too, the people that get frustrated because if they just keep nibbling away with the block of cheese, you know they just keep nibbling away, and hopefully someday they will have eaten it all. Yeah. Well, and that is what's frustrating. I mean, if you look at the bill the Senate just passed, right, a couple of weeks ago, the gun control bill. Oh yeah. You know, it's the same kind because of, we talked about it in here, right? We said, oh well, it's not too bad except for the red flag part of it. But no, it's a little bit each time. We yeah. lose something every single time they do this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and even, and you had the, the so-called Republicans, you know, the, uh, what John Cornyn, uh, yeah. wow, he's starting to get anti-Republican over here. And, oh, oh I've, I've been frustrated for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you just but, can't, you just can't tell. Yeah. These, that's why we're not partisan, you know, Republicans. No, are, we're not, you know, but what were John Cornyn? No, but I'm saying, you know, he's supposed to be a big, you know, he's, he's a big Texas, uh, you know, second amendment guy and he works with these people and crafted this, this nonsense. Yep. And, uh, you know, again, what they should be doing when, because every time we have one of these shootings, you're going to see that kind of stuff. And instead of crafting something like that, you know, when they say, well, we want to have a bipartisan thing and talk to them, what they should say is, okay, if you want to be bipartisan, let's talk about getting rid of these gun-free zones. Let's talk about doing something Mm -hmm. with the mental health part of it. Let's do something that really might address the issue as opposed to just using it as an excuse for more gun control. And then the Republicans said, well, look, it wasn't as bad. You know, they didn't get everything they wanted. No, but they got something. Oh, but that's typical of, uh, but wouldn't you say 
that if you're going to have a, a, a decent conversation on this topic, it should be the the Democrats, the Republican, and at least a certain amount of people from the public or from the industry. Well, I the, think the industry needs to be part of this conversation because that's who they're going after. Yeah, it's just in our system. I mean, it, it doesn't it kind of doesn't work. I mean, they should certainly be hearing from industry. Well, and stuff like okay. That, so let's say the third wheel doesn't make the make a law but they before they make their decision that third part of the wheel should be heard yeah and you would hope it would be researched like that uh, on both sides yeah but not the, the problem politics. is but they're not trying to solve the problem they say they're trying no. to solve and that that's the issue it's disingenuous yeah it, it it you know it's and this and i think one of the problems is that government goes so far people in government we say that that's another it's kind of a pet peeve we talk about government like it's it's just it's your neighbors who are you know it's, that's who government is you know yeah. so people uh in the government go too far they make these proposals and then they wonder why we don't we don't trust them and of course um i think in the next segment we want to talk a lot about the uh the data dump the uh, ccw doxing yeah. Where everybody with a CCW, everybody with a CCW from about 2010, if you had a CCW between about 2010 and, and about middle of 2021, which is just less than a year ago, all your information is put out on the internet. All your information, everything. I think mean, I don't. It wasn't your social, but your name, your address, your um, your Driver driver's license. license number. Did they have firearms information? Yeah, on your there? firearms information out on the inter- internet. And, uh, it's, it, you know, it was, it's pretty bad. It's, it's, it's about as bad as it gets, you know? So uh, we're going to talk about what that looks like. Everybody's screaming, all right, well, lawsuit, let's do it. Let's do a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But we, I want to talk about what that really means. I almost made like. the stupidest comment I think I've ever made, but I caught myself. Uh-oh. Well, how do we, how do you that's, look that's how do you look bar. that information up? <laughs> <laughs> how do you look up somebody like that? Well, it's been taken down now, but it was but I'm just it saying, was on the DOJ website. But, but that's still the stupidest question I think I could have ever come up with. <laughs> you were gonna go look see if your name was there? Well, yeah, I was sort of, kind of, yeah. Joe doesn't like me much. See, so I want to see if he's turned me in. Hey, since you can call that uh, newspaper. Who was that? <laughs> yeah, the journalist right. that posted it. Oh the yeah, article you're talking about. Yeah, some journal, some uh, it was some rag uh, yeah. up, up about mid state, and they uh, they did this story on it, yeah. and the 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 cover was uh, was a, a screenshot of the list. I'm like, well, you guys just put <laughs> you just put like 47 names Thanks out on your yeah. That is so funny. All right, that's good. Let's take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, you know, if you're looking for jewelry or fine watches, how does half-off sound? Yes. Ooh, it's Leo's half-off sale coming up on the 15th and 16th. Save up to 50% at San Diego's top jewelry shop, Leo Hamels. Conveniently located in the heart of San Diego, visit Leo's showroom at 1851 San Diego Avenue, to see their hand-picked line of new jewelry and watches. And when you buy from Leo Hamill, not only will you get the best deal, you will also be supporting the Second Amendment, and you can support the companies that support the site TUA. It's a no-brainer. Visit the showroom and always get awesome service at Leo's. Visit Leo and his 
friendly team at 1851 San Diego Avenue, just off 5 Freeway, or you can visit them online at leohamill.com. Hamill's Jewelry, awesome spot. Yeah. So uh, one of the reporters last week, they were, I, I, I'm not even sure which one they were talking about, but um, I think they were talking about that Chicago. There was a shooting in Chicago. <laughs> you narrow that. I down. know. I'm like, stop the press. Um, but okay, th- moving but right one, along. Well, yeah, but this one happened in a rich white neighborhood, so they cover it. Well, of course. There, I said it, everybody. Yeah, well, yeah. But it's true. I mean, there people are suffering in Chicago, all these illegal uh, you know, criminals. Every day. And, and nobody cares about that. Nobody wants to help them protect. By the way, I just read that uh, I read a an article about how uh, uh, in Philadelphia um, defensive gun uses are, are spiking, you know, which is good. The, the people are defending themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I digress. No, but so, that, that's a good little tidbit there. Totally is. So the reporter was asking me like, "Well, gee, what could be done? Whatever." And I said, "You know, one of the things that could be done is the anti gun groups could stop standing in the way of progress." By preventing effective legislation from happening that would improve mental health, that would improve school security. Instead, all they want to do is ban guns. Mm-hmm. So the day that they, they stop standing in the way of progress, that's that's the day something good will happen. And it'll at least be the beginning. But yeah, and, and it's uh, nobody's really nobody's phrasing it that way, but they truly are distorting the you know, and, and standing in the way of what what really needs to and happen. And don't they pick their words rather carefully? I believe they do. So they do. if they haven't even come close to what you just said, <laughs> it might be intentional. Well, well. So we want to but talk see, I about- I can say that because- There know, you go. I'm just a radio DJ. <laughs> so the uh, the doxing of CCW, folks, we wanted to talk a little bit about that. Um, first off, we just, San Diego County Gun Owners and Orange County Gun Owners and uh, Inland Empire Gun Owners sent out a, a, a joint uh, press-released letter- uh, to the governor and to the attorney general and to the uh, the the pro tem of the uh, Senate, basically the head of the of the of the California Senate, uh, making some demands. We basically made the case that hey, look at how dangerous this was, this doxing, you know, all this information. You know, kind of recapped everything, and uh, you know, basically said it doesn't matter if it's incompetence or malfeasance. It doesn't matter if he if he told them directly to do this, or if somebody on the staff just thought it was okay because of his, you know, inflammatory rhetoric towards gun owners. It doesn't matter. What matters is all this damage is done, and there needs to be a serious investigation, a third party investigation, not an internal investigation. But you know, um, we got it to like Senator Brian Jones as well, and and in the assembly, Lori Davies and Marie Waldron. And there's at least a, a, a push, an enormous push for um, a, a real true investigation of what exactly, you know, a forensic investigation, what exactly happened and why. Um, so that's a good thing. It, it, another part of our letter, we, we, we don't want any information that they collect to touch the Internet. So if you have to get a license or something like that, or if you have to give them all this information until we no longer have to do that, they can't store that information on any computer that touches the internet. That's another thing, and I think that that uh, that's going to gain momentum and hopefully even go national as a as a uh, preventative measure. Because that is doable. It's totally doable. Totally doable. You know, if you if you're going to force these these useless lists, you know, stop compromising my safety and just you know put it on a computer. And making it the, the accessible to the internet. Right. Jeez, Louise. So. <laughs> 
that's that's the, the, we're putting out that letter. Look for the letter. We actually uh, we think we sent it out last Thursday in last Thursday's email. So check it out. I'm sure we'll send it out again. Um, we're going to continue to follow up on it. But I wanted to address. You know, everybody wants us to sue. You know, all right, lawsuit. But you got to. You know, I wanted to point out the difficulty and and exactly what what are we talking about here? Because you can't just sue somebody because you're annoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you can't sue the government over almost anything. I mean, it's really, really difficult to sue the government for damages. Mm-hmm. In fact, in the first step in suing the government is to ask the government permission to sue the government, which is ridiculous. And if they think you'll win, guess what? <laughs> well, you're not going to get it. You know, it's just very but, difficult. But I think I like if I'm on the same page as you are. Sure. You're looking to get the people involved. So that if this did ever go to court, they'd be aware of it. Because how many things go to court that the general public knows not no idea? Well, the letter, the, the point of the letter is, first off, we need accurate information. We need to know, was it incompetence or malfeasance? We need to know exactly who did what and why. But I think you did that so the consumer would be well-informed in the event this thing blows Hopefully. up and gets bigger. Hopefully. But here's the thing. It, to go to court, like, my information was was compromised, Okay. So my my information, my name, my address, uh, you know, all that information was out on the internet. What was how do I prove I was damaged? Mm, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what did that actually Some, cost? Something would have to have happened to you that relates to that black and white. Exactly, and it's it's really really tough, and it's frustrating, and and it's impossible to unring that bell. Oh, you know, yeah. yeah. But there are a couple of there, like I'll give you one example. Um, if you. Uh, let's say you're uh, in some kind of sensitive industry and you spend three or four or five thousand dollars a year making sure that the internet is scrubbed of your information mm-hmm. and on your privacy and that sort of thing and then they just go do that okay well that's clearly you were damaged right because you just you spend all this money right. every year right. you know so that's an example but I you know people are mad and they have every right to be mad yeah. I'm mad well you I, were exposed as well right probably yeah I mean uh they well, had my information. How long have you had your CCW? This is, uh, what, five years now? Yeah, Going to five definitely. years? Well, then you're but in the same boat. Saying? So yeah. question same boat. for you, though, because um, so, we were talking about this the other day, and, okay, you have to show you were damaged. So if somebody is the victim of a crime and it comes out that, okay, the criminal found out about them and planned it based on that, but even something a little, you know, less, well, not less, it's still just as damaging, but a little less dramatic or maybe more uh, likely is, you know, say you work for a woke company and yeah. you don't want these people to know, you don't mention your gun ownership or anything, and now your name is out there, somebody sees it, and it costs you your job. Is then you're damaged. That's, right. That's then you're damaged. Is there, you know, there a recourse might be a, there? Could they do something? Possibly. I know that there are a couple of different organizations that are looking at lawsuits. We're looking at supporting a lawsuit. Um, and uh, so CRPA and GO, uh, GOC, GOA, are looking at a, a lawsuit, but it's. I just wanted to explain the complexities, yeah. you know. And just because your information's out there, the the court isn't going to look at you as being damaged, right? So there, that's why it's so hard to find plaintiffs. Like who is actually being, like I would I would love to find that person, you know, somebody that gets fired because they were and they're willing doxed. to go through hell, you know. Well, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not <laughs> lawsuits aren't fun. No, but I'm just saying, you know, and. and well, from, if they lost their job or their career, they've already started to go through that. So. Right, right. So they might be mad enough to say, yeah, "All right, really let's might. rock and roll." So that's the kind of plaintiff that people are looking for. If you, if you know of a plaintiff, have them contact CRPA, right. have them contact us. Somebody that's really truly had damage, you know, like tangible damage. I'm, you know, you can't just be annoyed. Unfortunately, right. 
But I think that the more important thing well, I don't want to say I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it's more important, but I think a a a uh, an important focus is to make sure that this doesn't happen again. You know, we get rid of lists or we protect lists and that we make sure that some of the other tangible stuff like I understand why people are annoyed, but after the, you know, the the uh, CCW victory in court, you know, they're doing all kinds of stuff. They want to see your your Facebook page before you get a CCW. Mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. talking about that. They want to see uh, they want to make every every Supposedly place that passed in New York. It did pass in New York. Um, so that's the kind of stuff. So if you're you're you know, that's the kind of stuff that's going to affect the future. I'm not saying that there's nothing. You know, I don't want to marginalize what happened with the doxing. Well, if New York did that, I'm glad to see now they're going to do voter ID. Yeah, what I didn't I didn't hear. It. <laughs> well, of course you didn't. Yeah, my point is, oh, I see. you made such a big deal to do that to get all my soaps, but oh no, I don't want to see your ID for yeah. voting. You're right ahead, sir. No. So that's what that looks like, guys. We I wanted to go over it and, and explain. Well, gee, why don't why haven't we just why haven't we already won? This happened, you know, yeah. a week ago. We should have already won. Wow. Do you think there should be any pre uh, repercussion? I mean, any punishment to somebody? Well, they have to find out exactly what happened. But but yeah, whether and like, what are the chances of that? Because we still don't know who leaked the document yeah, out of the, yeah, the Supreme Court. We hear that. Yeah. But uh, again, I you know, and I voiced this opinion last week, and it's just an opinion. I don't know. But to me, just based on all the other behavior from this government that we have out here, I would say it was probably intentional. But, I mean, I don't know that. But they would no, – I, I might I mean, have to agree with you. I mean, before repercussions, I mean, they really have to do a serious investigation, which is, is questionable. But uh, – yeah. and find out. You know, maybe it was just uh, somebody goofed something up. But, you know, talking to software people and people that are in the IT industry – when they go live with things like that, I mean, they check everything. They go through a lot of testing before, before they, they yeah, hit the main switch. Just because of this kind of stuff. So, I, well, you know. I mean, here's the thing: if you, if 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 Bonta, the Attorney General, who's elected by the way, if he hadn't been so hostile towards gun owners just days prior, if he hadn't spent an entire mm. year being hostile to gun owners while he was in the uh, the legislature, you know, but. Because he was, because he was irresponsible with his words, because he was adversarial, it's and easy to believe. Happens. And then it's easy to believe, and that's why you don't act and behave the way he does when you're in a position. Well, it's the same thing like with that. Governor Newsom as well. I mean, you saw the reaction to the Supreme Court ruling. Yeah, you know the stuff that they said. I mean, they're very hostile toward mm-hmm. Americans, law-abiding Americans that own guns out right. here. And it was ridiculous. His his uh, the Bonta's press conference where he was talking about. You know, mass murder and, 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 you know, in tying those to CCWs? Yeah. I mean, how many, like how many said, CCW just, holders have, you know, committed some kind of mass murder? They're just throwing it against the wall. I'm going to go with zero? I am too. You know? And it just shows you, and, you know, the people that really think it out get it. It's the ones that just don't look at the both sides of the story. You got to look at both sides of the story. You're talking about the elected people. Yeah, well, th- those would be the most helpful. I, I said it, elect them. Said it before. I'll say it again. If you are treating someone who's elected better than you treat an underperforming employee, or worse than you treat an underperforming, you're, you're probably making a mistake. That's right. Or you shouldn't be in business. Yeah, it, it or doesn't you're probably matter. not in business. It, it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, a Democrat. It doesn't matter if this person's your neighbor or whatever. Treat all politicians the same way you treat an underperforming employee. Yeah. No better, no No worse. worse. (laughs) And let me know if you can get him to work 300 days a year.
<laughs> three days. Or three days. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, Lee Williams, also known as the gun writer, was recently hired as the Second Amendment Foundation's investigative journalism project. Ooh. Joe's going inter- to er, uh, inter- interview Lee next. All right, but first, do you ever wish cleaning your gun was easier? Yes. I know you do. Clean, lube, and protect your gun with Seal One, Seal One, CLP Plus is a natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. You can clean your guns easier and faster. You'll also smell a whole lot better. Hey, one and done with Seal One. Ask for it by name at your local gun shop or get some on their website at seal1.com. That's seal1.com. All right, we got Lee Williams on the line. Joe, he is all yours. We do. So uh, hopefully we have uh, award-winning journalists um Lee Williams, so known as the gun writer uh, on his Substack column. And then uh, Lee is also the chief editor of the Second Amendment Foundation's uh, investigative journalism project. So, Lee, are you there with us? I am, Joe. How are you? Uh, I'm great, Lee, and uh, thank you so much for joining us here. And um, I want to get something out of the way really early on here because this this thing is, is going to be hanging over me like an axe through the whole interview if I don't ask it now. And I'll, I'll apologize ahead of time for having to ask this question, but I got to get it out of the way. So um, I read somewhere that you're a big fan of the movie Red Dawn. Oh, there is it that is. true? Okay, I'm leaving. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie. I don't know how big of a fan I am. Well, you better I'm be as big as Michael because say one thing <laughs> bad about it, you're I, done. I think it's probably the best documentary ever made. See, there you go. I'll tell you this, you know, I'll say this. The Russian is really good. Um, mm. I, I speak Russian. The Army taught it to me 100 years ago. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting movie. So, I, yeah, I had to ask that because I, I, I picked that up somewhere. And, um, you know, I sit across the desk here from, like, the biggest Red Dawn groupie oh, in the country. God. So I wanted to get that out of the way before it popped up in the middle of the interview somewhere. I will say this. <laughs> there is only one Red Dawn movie. There you go. (laughs) All right, so we have one more question just to see if we can win his heart. Is uh, do you like the spaghetti at Denny's? (laughs) Don't answer Uh, that. The the spaghetti. That's that's the right answer. (laughs) At Denny's. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. Wait. Have you ever had it? No. Well, then you're just well, you're just. But this guy, that's another. We'll talk to you about. That's enough of that. Let's talk about guns. Let's talk about guns. He's guy for two segments. So, uh, so Lee, uh, just uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Lee Williams, just for the uh, one or two people that may not have heard of you. Uh, What's your Uh, background? Typical entry into journalism. I was a policeman before for ten years. Before that, I was in the army, and then I got into journalism. Did twenty years as a card carrying member of the mainstream media. Uh, 17 of which as an investigative reporter uh, with the title. A lot of people will say, oh, I do investigative reporting. Yeah, sure. Um, And then my last three years as editor, I had the only pro-gun blog sponsored by a daily newspaper in the country. And it was great. And then my newspaper chain got purchased by Gannett. And once they found out they had a pro-gun editor who wrote a pro-gun blog, 
I and the blog were long gone. We also had uh, one one of my colleagues had one on UFOs that had an international following. They killed that one too. So after this happened, my good friend Mark Walters uh, at Armed American Radio calls me up and he said, Alan Gottlieb is going to give you a call. Take the call. So Mr. Gottlieb called and said, do you want to be our investigative reporter at the Second Amendment Foundation? And I was like, um, yeah, absolutely. And he said, welcome to the family. Fantastic. And it's been fun ever since, man. It's just been the, the best time I've ever had doing anything. And I've done a few things over the years, but this is working for him. I mean, he is the smartest guy in guns. Wow. Uh, and, and Second Amendment Foundation, obviously I have a dog in the fight, but let me just say this. Uh, they use uh, the money very well, and I think they have active litigation right now in 35 states, and some of those states have multiple lawsuits. It's difficult to track. So, yeah, talk a little bit about that, too, because the uh, the Second Amendment Foundation, you're the chief editor of their, um, what, investigative journalism project. So what exactly is that one, or what's going on with that? Well, SAF is cut into two parts, basically. They have, uh, they're promoting, or dedicated to promoting a better understanding about our constitutional heritage uh, of privately owning and possessing firearms, and they have educational programs, and I am one of those, and then they have legal action programs. And uh, they'll drop suit at the, they'll throw a suit at somebody at the drop of a hat. And they use those suits uh, educationally too. And uh, let me just say this, after Bruin, um, I would strongly predict a huge upturn in litigation because some of these blue states like, well, like you guys who live behind the wire, behind enemy lines are finding out, you know, that their, their reaction to Bruin has been poor. So we're going to have to show them the error of their ways. And the best way to do that is to cost them some money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was going to ask you what your, your thoughts on that were uh, too, about the, uh, the oppressive States, places like California, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and uh, the likely reaction uh, to that, that SCOTUS opinion. Well, Bruin is so huge. I personally don't understand the whole context of it. It's bigger than, than I'd hoped it would be. And I think it's going to be bigger, right? And it'll turn out being bigger than anybody had ever predicted. But unfortunately, you've got the, your blue states that you think they would try and get in line with what is constitutional, what is not, without litigation. But, you know, you've got Newsom running for president, mm-hmm. and you've got Hochul running for election in New York. So these people are going to scream, and they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be brought to justice by us and by other program organizations. Unfortunately, that means that we're going to have to pay for that. And why, and this always pisses me off. Why does this always have to be our money? Okay. Yeah. We're going to get some of it back. Second amendment foundation has a good track record of wins, a huge track record of wins, and we'll get attorney's fees, but then that'll cost the taxpayers money. So if you're living in these blue States, I mean, vote the vote the but vote them out. Uh, I almost use the word that the uh, FCC kind of frowns upon. Yeah, and then that's just you'd have you'd have them on your back. (laughs) Yeah, but um, yeah, Yeah, because yeah, I guess our governor was down in your state uh, campaigning the other day. I heard he he's got some ads running in Florida. So yeah, uh, he's uh, trying to lure Floridians to California for the freedom, which is. The dumbest thing I have ever heard a politician do. Oh, you'll, yeah, oh no, keep listening free, to yeah, him. Keep, I was going to say, keep listening. Yeah. You'll hear a lot of that. 
The um, the other thing too is uh, you know you're such a uh, it's it's so much fun reading your stuff because um, I've read your articles on Ammo Land. Uh, I subscribed to your Substack uh, column there, and you were writing. Um, there was a really interesting one uh, just the other day, I think actually just yesterday, um, about the uh, the deal that's going on with UPS. And can you talk a little oh, bit yeah. about that? Idiots, idiots. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so enough said. We kind of told the story in reverse order because we didn't know all the facts at the time. But we were right. Um, UPS, FedEx, the U.S. Postal Service, and a whole bunch of uh, truck and train carriers got a really scary letter from five senators. And I bet if you didn't know who they were, you could probably pick the anti-gun senators. I bet you can get three of the five. I'm just going to hit them real quick. Markey out of Massachusetts, Blumenthal and Murphy out of Connecticut, Booker uh, out of New Jersey. And then, of course, your your Diane Feinstein. And they started the letter to all these carriers with this ominous warning, quote, we are concerned that lax shipping security measures are contributing to the epidemic of gun violence in this country by allowing criminals to use stolen firearms to commit crimes. And that went out to 28 carriers. And it really, it chilled them. You know, I mean, that, that has a chilling effect on these small businesses. So, of course, UPS reacts completely they swing wide and they, they completely overreacted. They start sending letters to gun dealers who sell gun parts used in the making of homemade guns, which are completely legal here and in other free states. And uh, one guy I spoke to, great guy. He runs, unfortunately, his business is called Ghost Guns, but he makes uppers, he makes lowers, he makes OEM parts, he makes rails. They told him that uh, they're terminating his, UPS is terminating his account because he quote may be violating applicable laws concerning the shipment of ghost guns to unauthorized locations he's not i mean these guys are smart they're not going to sell you know ghost gun parts to california or or new york or massachusetts and he just had atf did an audit two weeks before he got the letter but the scary thing was utf told him that ups told him that anything in the pipeline they're going to seize and destroy and he had just shipped out more than 30 grand worth of products and have you heard anything from them, or have you touched back uh, with that that vendor just to see did they really do that? I mean, did they really destroy his products or seize his products? We don't know yet. It's too early to tell, but we'll probably know next week. Well, then of course, you know, I'm trying to get some comment out of UPS, and they're all bunkered, hunkered down in the bunker, and they're not returning phone calls. They told Vice News, you know, the lefty Vice News. Uh, that they had made new rules. So we published a story on Saturday with a link to their their new shipping rules. So they, they cancel these guys' contracts. They, they confiscate their property probably. And then they come out with a list of new rules. I mean, that's, that's backwards, man. I mean, they cancel the accounts of gun dealers who may have violated the rules that weren't even made public yet for them to follow, mm-hmm. if you get my drift. So they, they did all that based on their secret rules then? Yes. Yes. You had to know what the secret rules were. Or you probably should have had a business not named Ghost to anything. Mm. But, yeah, typical overreaction. Go woke and go broke UPS. Everybody I know is already talking about FedEx, USPS, and other carriers. They're probably going to follow suit. Yeah. So It's just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, road trip. What's that other one? Yeah. Then what's the yellow one? How do they are they good? Ooh. Oh, you uh, uh, DHL. DHL. Yeah, are they good on guns? As I, as drivers I think have they got a letter too. 
They got a letter. Oh, yeah. E- even every mom and pop delivery service got a letter. So who is yeah. Lee? Do you know anybody that's resisted that? Did any uh, any of those carriers come out and, and say no? Well, hang on. Oh, well, uh, you don't want to be woke. Yeah, you don't want to miss the answer for that. Yeah, that's right. Next segment. <laughs> Boy, very good, Joe. Stay tuned, folks. We got more coming up next with Lee on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions, comments, or learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now, here's Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, you know, a lot of companies are so frustrated with their websites. You know, they look old. It's out of date. They're not getting any response. So guess what? Sage Tree gets it. They've been doing this since 2005. And Sage Tree have been helping many, many companies get up and running with their websites. Now they look great. They work great. And guess what? The leads are coming in. Stop being frustrated by your website and get one that you'll be proud to share contact sage tree today to get a website that makes your phones ring getting started is super easy 866-728-9100 that's 866-728-9100 and trust me they'll fix your website today did you say frustrated by the way yes frustrated is that a bad word frustrated Oh, it's frustrated. Fr- it's not frustrated. It's yes, it is. Frustrated. There's an R in there. Let me show you. My the phone. R isn't silent. Let me show you on my phone. No, it's frustrated. All right. Sorry. Let's talk about guns. We have an award-winning journalist yeah. on here. Could and he should know. Question. Is it frustrated or frustrated? <laughs> I'll go with the R, brother. There you oh, go. Man. Yeah. Okay. Outnumbered. I stand corrected. Okay, so that big question, Lee, you had an answer for us before we were so rudely interrupted by that frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it is frustrating. I'll say this. I think it's too soon for the companies to take an official position to this yet. Um, UPS just obviously buckled under. I would hope that some of these other firms would see that you know this is a constitutional right, and hopefully they will understand that and, and, and push back against these senators. Because that's where it's all coming from. These uh, and, and I mean, Diane is she even? Uh, can she even speak? I, I heard she's got more uh, cognitive issues than Joe. Yeah, so we were just talking. That's about what I heard too. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 funny. We all guess that person. How would that happen? You know, yeah, yeah, really. Well, it's, it's unfortunate. I think that that a group of senators would take that kind of action. I think against you know private businesses. 
uh, just, you know, to make that political point or political agenda item like that. It's, um, I think it's disappointing that to hear that they would do that. And that's, you know, we have that kind of, um, issue with, I think businesses, you know, all across the country, really, it's not just that one industry or anything like that, but the, uh, I don't know how common in your experience is that is that a common thing for senators to do something like that? Um, I haven't seen this type of uh, threat before because I, I've seen a lot of senatorial letters, tons of them, but I've never seen a group of five flunkies hold uh, an entire group of businesses uh, accountable for murders, which is basically what they said. You know, I mean, wow. they said. They weren't. They didn't equivocate. We are concerned that lax shipping security measures are contributing to the epidemic of gun violence in this country. So they're accusing the shipping industry of of being complicit in murders. And I mean, that's off the hook. That's that's way beyond something that these folks could know. I mean, Cory Booker, come on, Chris Murphy, uh, Richard Blumenthal. These guys have been anti-gun their entire careers, and, and Diane, obviously. I guessed them all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so let me get you, you were you were talking about uh, at the very beginning of the interview. You talked about uh, investigative journalism or journalists or people that uh, claim to be investigative journalists. And you were there was kind of I don't know you kind of there was kind of a tone I guess. But I'm just curious what like what is, that made me wonder what is an investigative journalist like what what do you what does that mean how how in your opinion how do you qualify as a legit investigative journalist. That's a hell of a question. Yeah, um, right? That's why I get paid the big bucks around here. <laughs> the, number one, the number one criteria is that you come up with your own stories. You see a problem, you see a group of people who are affected by the problem, and you, you approach it from that angle. Unfortunately, in the mainstream media today, everything is data, data, data. They'll pay thousands of dollars for some database, and then they'll data mine it and see if they can come up with uh, a, a problem that, uh, in the data. And, and that's, not, that's not investigative reporting. That's com- computer-assisted reporting. It, real investigative reporting, and we do that at Second Amendment Foundation, is boots on the ground, find somebody who's been hurt or a business that's been hurt or a group of people that have been hurt, usually by local government, state government, or nowadays federal government, and, and you out the bad guys, man. I mean – People, I've been very fortunate to have been part of some really good stories, and and it's all pretty much the same technique. You pick somebody up off the ground by the neck, and you tell your readers, "This is a bad man, and here's why." And change happens, and and change. I did a series in Delaware on on the public housing community and how they were forbidden to own firearms, and if they were caught with a firearm in public housing, they'd be booted, they'd be evicted. And one woman we met had a little twenty-five, little piece of crap gun. Because she she was a seamstress. She did alterations to make ends meet. And she had two expensive sewing machines that she knew would be ripped off from her home and sold for pawn somewhere for drug money. So that's why she kept a pistol. Well, after after the first couple of stories, NRA swooped in, and uh, I interviewed a bunch of uh, Wayne. And, and back then, uh, Chris Cox was running Isla. And I said, Chris, what would you tell these people in Delaware? And he said, you tell them helps on the way. And they swooped in and sued and, and cost NRA a lot of their money. Right now, these residents uh, and these public housing uh, communities are terrible. I mean, drug deals right outside your front door. But these, at least these people are not going to own firearms to, to protect and defend their homes. 
So when you that's investigative reporting, that's awesome. That's a great answer. When you look across the uh, you know the the, the media today. Who do you like? Is there anybody out there that you're really particularly impressed with? Is you know, does anybody out there stand now, out? Now they're doing, especially on TV, they're doing all reaction stories. You know, they're reacting and doing stories on what people say, what they say on the View. You know, what what somebody else said, blah blah blah, and or what somebody said on Twitter. That's not reporting, then, and it's certainly about as far from investigative reporting as you can get. I am a print guy. I think the best investigative reporting is always done by newspapers, has always been done by newspapers. But unfortunately, um, you've got your, your biggest newspapers now are so violently leftist. I mean, Washington Post, New York Times, dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of Pulitzer Prizes over the years. But right now, they're not going to take on a story unless it's politically correct for them to take on that story. Do you like... They're not going to go after Joe. No. Do you like, uh, is his name Matt Lee? He just popped into my head. That From the AP? He, he covers the White House? Yeah. AP is a wire service, and uh, the big problem with AP, while they might break the story, um, they, they, it's just not really good writing. Uh, AP writes for their members, and um, I, that's a really inside baseball journalism thing, but you know, they're not bad. Uh, I well, there's the one guy in particular, his name is, I think pretty sure his name is Matt Lee. Are you familiar with that guy? No, I'm no? not. Okay. All right. I was just curious. It's pretty interesting. Journalism has changed so much over the last 20, 30 years. Uh, it seems like it's changed so much in the last like five years. Uh, I don't know. There's no more, there's no more gray hair, man. I mean, all of the newspapers got rid of their long-standing, long-term, knowledgeable reporters. I don't care what chain it is. Jeanette, the average age, there's got to be about 14 in the newsroom. Um, it's they've lost they've lost the age and experience because it's expensive, and they've replaced them with youth. And my my former paper here in Sarasota, Florida, is now inundated with young kids, and they're just not capable of going out and and holding someone accountable or going out and getting in somebody's face and, you know, telling truth to power that comes with experience. That's why you're, you're seeing declines in readership across the board newspaper. And, and, and fortunately that's why people are turning to other sources for the news where uh, like my Substack account or my other personal account, um, uh, armedamericannews.org. Uh, we're seeing a huge uptick in traffic because especially uh, my collaboration with Mark Walters from Armed American Radio is Armed American News. And we separate our opinion from the news because most gun owners, they don't need to be told what to, how to think. They just want the news. So that's what we give them. And if we throw an opinion in there, it's in something clearly marked opinion. Fantastic, man. I tell you, how do people follow you around again? Uh, thegunwriter.substack.org or armedamericannews.org. Uh, sorry, substack is .com. Armedamericannews is .org. Very good. All right. Coming up next, who we got? Dallas Martinson from SD Guns right here in the studio. We're going to talk about uh, uh, some a recognition that he got recently. Fantastic. Yeah. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Folks, hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. 
So San Diego Guns was named as the shop of the year at Gun Prom. In studio is Dallas Martinson to talk about his shop on Mission Gorge. But first, did you know we have a world-class flight training school right here in San Diego? Pilots can fly almost every day. And we're close to the ocean, deserts, mountains, international border. You can even see a, a military base. That's why San Diego is one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly in sunny in, in sunny of San Diego, right at Montgomery Field. Getting started is super easy. Just call them at 858-569-1822. Or you can go to learn to fly with SDFTI. Or just call them 858 569 one eight two two. All right, my buddy Dallas Martinson from San Diego Guns, right here in 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 the heart of San Diego. You guys are basically it's, it's Mission Valley is where you guys are located. Is it considered Mission Valley? Um, it's I think the Grantville area, so it is a little bit. I'd call it at a push, kind of east Mission Valley. East Mission Valley is that off of Fairmont Mission Gorge, someplace? It is. It's right on Mission Gorge Road and Mission Gorge Place. Yeah, that's Grantville, and uh, yeah. we are. It's probably a mile or two from Friars Road. And gotcha. how, how long have you guys been there? We opened January of 2016. See, so it says right there on his shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah, established, 2016. That's right. Now, I think, I hope I'm not messing this up, but I knew you or, you know, knew you when you worked at uh, at uh, Discount Gun Mart, right? Isn't that where you started? Uh, technically, I worked at a shop prior to that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, you worked there for years, though. I worked there for eight years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. So, what? Uh, what? What? What was the catalyst? What made you just open up your own shop? I've worked in the well prior to opening the shop. I'd worked in the firearm industry for about ten years at that point, mm-hmm. and I learned pretty much every kind of in and out of of the industry. And I saw that there was a pretty big hole there in terms of what customers were kind of expecting. Uh, in a lot of ways, people want to come into a place that's, you know, clean, organized, friendly, which is, I think, the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the places I worked at, they weren't fully kind of satisfying that. And so you're so diplomatic. I was going to say, that's I, you really think you, you those thought words you, you could do you could do it. You could do it a different way and 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 that, yeah, and even better. Exactly. Is, that, is that the idea? Correct. And yeah. we have a pretty small footprint retail wise. Yeah. Um, but we do a very large volume, and people seem to have really liked what we're what we're offering. Customer service is everything. Yes. No matter what you do. Especially, I've always said, it, it, gun, especially, there were a lot of gun shops. I think things have gotten a lot better overall in, in recent years. But back in the 90s, when I got to San Diego in early 2000s, there were a lot of people. They were like the, uh, uh, you watch The Simpsons? Yeah. The com- comic book store guy. Remember the comic book store guy? A little bit. Like that, all the all the people working in gun shops were kind of comic book store guys, you know, where you know, <laughs> if, you, if you said the wrong thing or you didn't like the gun they liked. Correct. Like, oh, my God. Try going back in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. If you walked in a gun shop and if you didn't know anything about a gun, you will not stay. <laughs> and they've had, they had to change because there's so many new shooters that probably never grew up. Did you grow up with guns? Um. Yes and no. Uh, I think I probably went shooting for the first time when I was ten or twelve. Yeah. Um, but I didn't. Not not too often. I always had an interest in it, but I didn't uh, really grow up doing it. But once and now I now look where you're at. Yeah. Now, you grew up. You're East County guy, right? Yeah. I uh, went to high school, graduated from Steel Canyon in East County, um, and lived out in East County for pretty much from high school on. 
What have you learned about gun owners since you since you maybe since you started started working in the industry, but especially opening your own shop? Like, what have you really learned about gun owners? I think the best thing to convey to people is that there isn't a stereotypical gun owner. We get a lot of people that come in that are you know regular blue collar workers. There's people that come in that are lawyers, judges. I mean, business owners, really all walks of life. So there isn't really a cookie cutter gun owner. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing because people ask that all the time. They're like, "Oh, what's your average customer?" I'm like, "Well, you, you know, you can't really tell because they're everybody." Do you you feel like that that um, that got even better? That 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 was even more the case in the last few. It feels like maybe since COVID, like it's it's really expanded. Absolutely. Uh, once kind of COVID kicked off, there was people that came in that would say, "I never thought I'd own a firearm." Yeah. I, I you know just all walks of life and people who really wanted to be able to protect themselves and, you know, feel, feel safe. A lot more, you know, yoga instructors and vegans and man buns buying guns. It used to be that the only man bun gun guys were buying CZs, but now they're buying everything, <laughs> right? I mean, yes, uh, CZ was kind of always <laughs> dubbed the like hipster brand. And uh, yeah, now everybody is purchasing firearms, which is great. I think it's great too. I truly do. And I think that you guys uh, really true. You, you guys walk like you talk it. You, you very, accepting open and and uh you know fantastic uh place to to buy a gun i think it's really really awesome thank you how many employees do you have right now i think there's seven of us wow how does that feel you know it's it's kind of wild because initially i was only one working there all day for you know probably half the year yeah. when, right after we opened and so now to have you know a continuously growing staff it it does it's it's great i love it when did you when you opened up your own business this is your first business that you've ever Yes. So when, 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 at what point after you opened your business, did it kind of hit you? Like, wow, I'm a business owner. This is kind of cool. <laughs> I got bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's always the fun part. Um, I didn't think they'd be this big. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I guess it was probably further into the process because yeah. initially like it was kind of just me and I was just doing what I loved and it wasn't, it was work obviously, but um, once you kind of grow, and then you're hiring people and you're dealing with things you never had to do deal with. I think that's kind of when it. Well, now you're here. responsible for people. Exactly. You know, you're, you're responsible for their income, their livelihood, how they, the job, what kind of a job environment are you going to lay out for them? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now does your, does your lovely wife, does she work, does she work at the shop full time with you? Actually? Yes, she does. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That so, must be kind of cool. No, it's, it's great. Um, we've really, like, like what's he going to say? No, Mike, it's horrible, man. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's hell. Get me out of here. And by the yeah, way, right? folks, if you're on YouTube and you can't see her, that's intentional. Okay. Cause as he moves to the, as Dallas moves to the right, she moves to the right. If he moves to the left, just thought I'd throw that. So you guys won't think we have an imaginary wife for Dallas. Would, would you, when you, when you came up with the idea that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to open up a gun shop. What was, what was the reaction? Uh, my wife, well, we were currently, I think, just dating at the time. Oh, so she um, wasn't allowed to. Yeah. No, but she was. Uh, <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> she was very supportive. Uh, she encouraged me to do it, and yeah. uh, she's been with me since pretty much day one and has uh, been supportive through the whole, through everything. So well, that's awesome. You How guys, many days a week are you open? Seven days a week. Wow. Seven days a week. You guys are just an awesome shop. Truly, truly, <laughs> truly. How do you decide what to order? Like, how do you, when you're looking at the shelves, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, how does that work? I've always kind of wondered, like, how do you decide what, what to stock? So being in California, obviously, we already have limited options. Yeah. So within that realm, um, I like to stock things that I like. Yeah. So 
I try to stock the best, coolest things that I can get my hands on. Uh, lately, we've been getting a lot more. We've been doing a lot of like Glock packages, shield packages, especially. With what does that mean, a Glock? But like they'll send you four um, or five different types, or no? So we'll have pretty much every every Glock that's on the roster. We have it in stock. Mm-hmm. And then what we've done is we've taken a standard like say Glock 19 Gen 3, and then we've put new slides, suppressor height sights optics lights triggers so pins. you hop it up oh wow exactly you got a custom gun basically right. and yeah. so uh people you know before it was like you kind of had to buy the gun and then figure out what you wanted to do yeah put and a not, spoiler on it and yeah and, hood scoop yeah and not a lot of people know what they want what they want what brands where to find it so we've basically created what we like and you know people the responsibility son of a gun great. they like your stuff right exactly <laughs> that's the hot rod community right there it is well, so okay. So when you it, it used to be when people ask me like, "Hey, I want to buy a gun. How much is a gun?" You know, well, I mean, a Glock's six hundred bucks. It's been, a Glock's been like five or six hundred bucks for like thirty years. Right. You know. So all right, six hundred bucks for the gun, but you have to buy a safe if, you, especially if you have kids, you have to buy a flash. Like when I'm when I'm giving advice to people, you know, you have to buy a flashlight of some kind, whether it's mounted or whatever. You have to put, you know, night sights on there. Yeah, and I ask them, well, you know, what are you going to use it for? And inevitably, it's, you know, well, self defense. If they're asking me what kind of gun they should buy, it's it's almost always because they're going to use it for self defense. If they're going to use it for anything else, they already know what gun they're going to buy. Sure. In my experience, so I'm always telling them, like, look, yeah, the gun's six hundred, but you got to. There's a whole world out there. You know, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that you really need. So I tell people, look, if you're going in, make sure you got, you know, thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, in order to to really truly. Because I the first gun I bought was a used Glock 19 from Discount Gun Mart on Morena back in the late 90s. That was the first gun I bought, and I thought that was going to scratch the itch, <laughs> and it didn't. And right. within a couple of months, I had a shotgun and an AR, and you know what I mean. So it's it's uh, there's a whole world out there. You can't just buy a gun. You know that's the gun's the membership card. It's all the other cool stuff. You know. Yeah, I would uh, definitely agree. It's nice to you know get the initial firearm you want, but then yeah, you definitely weapon light sights, ammunition magazines being able to go train and practice with it that's a big thing too t-shirt with the name of the gun across the front I mean, come on. that's right that's right little fuzzy dice to yeah. hang off the <laughs> muzzle baseball so da- hat dallas do you guys have um you've got like a full service thing so you've got the gunsmithing the machining uh everything there or? we don't do any machining just because we don't have the space uh-huh. so we do limited armor work so we will do work on like glocks shields ars things like that mounting some scopes and Kind of more of the basic things, right? Um, but yeah, bolt-ons, exactly. Basically, yeah, yeah. But I like the fact that you have display guns that you've already done, because I can't tell you how many people will want to buy a gun, and I was, and like my cousin's asking for it, and he wants it etched. Mm. Like, well, what do you want etched on it? He goes, I don't know, but, <laughs> but says, it's got to look, it's got to, it's, it's got to be mine. Look, yeah, yeah. I says, okay, so why don't we go see if we can find one that's already etched? You might like it. So that's where we're at right now. Have you seen a big uptick in like holsters and carry and that sort of thing? I think there's a lot of people that are in the process. And every day we get people come in, how do I get my CCW? (laughs) Where do I start? So we're always directing people to, you know, the San Diego County Gun Owners website. Um, Obviously the good cause statement has changed. So, you know, people are excited about that. And so there's been a lot of interest. Um, But yeah, people are always kind of, inquiring so then that's exactly let's let's talk a little bit more about that when we get into the next uh, segment all right he didn't even know he's staying another segment that's right right here on gun owners radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer
Alex, hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com slash alpine. If you're looking to buy, refi, or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Hey, they make it easy. You can work with a friendly expert, team with who will help you get the best deal possible. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303, 619-722-1303, or go to primeres.com slash alpine. Here with Dallas Martinson from San Diego Guns, and we were you were just saying that you get a lot of people asking about CCWs, and you send them to San Diego County Gun Owners' website. You guys were honored at Gun Prom as Gun Shop of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, that that's a big part of the reason why is, you know, San Diego County Gun Owners get a lot of phone calls. And um, I, it was like, it, it's like every other phone call is like, yeah, SD Guns told us to call, you know. <laughs> so yeah. you guys were driving people to the website, driving people to the uh, to the organization. And can't thank you enough. So, so nice to get the word out. Um, you I know, think we should thank the wife. Absolutely. Because I have a sneaky feeling Dallas didn't do it. <laughs> He's just making it happen behind the counter. And she's throwing it out there and getting the word out. Well, it was effective. It's truly effective. We were getting all kinds of phone calls, you know, from, from you guys. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And the cool thing is, is since we do get a lot of traffic, there's so many people that are inquiring about CCWs and you know, that's our job is to educate all of our customers and so we want them to know what's the current situation on applying for your CCW and putting the, the right information out there. So, you know, we're happy to do it. Well, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Did you have fun at gun prom? Yeah, it was a blast. It was a great event. And, uh, it's always nice because there obviously isn't really any other ones where the second amendment community is able to right. get together and, <laughs> and enjoy it in, yeah. in a great space. So yeah. Okay. But it. the most important question, did you win anything? <laughs> no, <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. What'd you win Dave? Uh, a little bar back 22. Oh yeah. Long right. Yeah. Revolver. Nice. Yeah, thanks. Very, very nice. Yeah. Sweet. So, okay, we were actually talking before you got in the studio. How many, if, if, how many carry options are there? I mean, like real, true, dead, like, like uh, you know, I think Glock 19 is a, is a carry option. But what, like, you know, even these days, a Glock 19 is kind of big compared. What are what are the carry options you can actually get in San Diego? For me, I mean, I kind of agree. I have a Glock 19 on my permit. It does, after wearing it for eight or ten hours, it feels like a boat anchor. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I would say the Smith and Wesson Shields probably second in line of popularity. It's enormously popular. Very popular. Enormously popular, and it's amazing how they're very uh, uh, hardy. I mean, they work, right? I don't Abs- know. Absolutely. What, yeah, they've been super reliable. Oh yeah, I have. I have a couple of them. I have one on my permit. It's the one that I primarily carry. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest thing is it's under about under an inch thick. So the the profile when you're actually carrying it. It uh, feels a lot less cumbersome than a double stack Glock 19. Yeah. Okay. So you got the uh, uh, the shield, Smith and Wesson shield. What, what's another? What What are the other options? There They're are kind of few and far between. Kind of, and that's kind of the problem with the California roster yeah. is that it's very limited. There is the Sig 238. 238. Sig 238. Is that in 380? 380. Yeah. Sig 238. Uh, there is some people like wheel guns, so revolvers, little 442, 642. Uh, 38 special or 357 that's another choice that people do pick and there's a car car has a something or other right they have a nine i think a p9 and also their uh, car 380 yeah but that's kind of it kind of yeah there's like four guns that you can carry 
yeah, honestly, there's, yeah, some people off body carry or in bags and will go with a larger platform or sometimes a PO1, even CZ PO1, which is a compact. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, like I said, I carry a 19 and a 30. They're basically the same size. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I mean, the 30 is a little, little thicker, a little, little hardier, but, yeah. uh, um, but, but a true, you know, carry gun, it's it, few and far between. That's what I was telling them. We were on KUSI. I was on KUSI this morning to talk about the, the Rena case, which is hopefully going to get to the roster. Um, and that's how debilitating it is that you, you have, you have four products out of, I mean, if you, if we were in Arizona or Nevada or whatever, there'd be dozens Oh yeah, hundreds. Yeah, I was gonna say even more than that. There's there's so many small carry sized pistols out there that we can't even touch, and the price point of those two they start at probably two hundred dollars, and crazy. go from there. Reminds me of like those movies you'd see about like like communist Russia in the eighties, where you just have like a couple of you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. crazy. All it's the cars crazy. Are this one color. Like, yeah, all the cars are one. <laughs> yeah, you can get any color as long as it's black. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, what, what, t- tell us a little bit more about your shop. What's it? What's an interesting experience? Have you had an interesting customer? Or what, what's the address again? Five nine nine five Mission Gorge Road, and we're Sweet C. And you're close to the Toyota San Diego is the best, I guess, landmark. Okay, Iowa Meats is a good landmark. There you go. Iowa <laughs> Meats is That's, great. Yeah. So you're in that little complex with Iowa Meats, uh, right before them. Right before them. That's yeah. a hell of a day, by the way. Go to SD Guns, then Iowa Meats. <laughs> Well, where do we normally go? <laughs> That'd be great. That would be a good grape. All right. So, so what's a, what's a good? Tell us a good customer story. Somebody that something interesting. Somebody that came in and they had an epiphany, or somebody that we were really proud to help, or anything. Oh, uh, that's kind of tough. Put you on the spot. I know. Uh, we have a lot of great customers, and um, hmm. we've had some people come in that have actually had like, I'd say like, kind of wild experiences, or like situations they didn't think they would be in Mm. and they've kind of told us their personal story on things that have happened that they basically realized that they need a firearm to protect themselves they need to come in and see you exactly and they you know some people have literally said like i never thought i'd be in a gun store purchasing a firearm but this is what happened to me and here i am and so you know we're happy to be there to make people feel safe and get what they need so i'm not making this a commercial but if somebody walks into your store what can they buy or what can't they buy I mean, everything in the most part in the store you can buy. So, I mean, we have pistols, rifles, shotguns, clothing. tasers. Uh, not We have our clothing. Right, but you don't have anything like, like shooting jackets or anything like that? No, nothing like that. But okay. we do have a lot of also accessories and right. eye protection. You have a website? And, yeah. What is it? SanDiegoGuns.com. And people can see inventory and see what you have pretty much on there? Not everything. We're still kind of working on okay. that. There okay. is an online portion where you can shop online and it ships directly to us. Gotcha. And then I have a little bit of our in-store inventory. It's right. just tough because it uh, the inventory fluctuates pretty quickly, so it's hard to keep up on that one. You guys seem to have, do you have a lot of consignment? I feel like you guys have a lot of, maybe it's not consignment, but I feel like you guys have a lot of secondhand guns that... We do have a lot of used guns we primarily purchase, so we do buys, honestly, pretty much every day. And we have people, sometimes three, four different... You know, groups of people come in and, and selling us guns every day. So we do a lot of gun buys. Wow. Is there is there something that came through that just blew your mind? We've it never had, went out the other end. <laughs> I got to have this guy. Yeah, really. yeah, there's a lot of unique guns I've, that have came in, especially stuff from the early 1900s. Like we have a very unique uh, Walther Model 6 that was made, I th- it was before 1920, and they only made about 1,000 of them. Wow. Uh, there's been really old U.S. property marked uh, you know, Colt 1911s, I mean, just 
kind of anything and everything, and we've kind of seen. Is it hard not to buy them all? Kind of, yeah. I mean, you see, you know, pieces of history essentially. I can that see are, the sparkle in your yeah. eyes. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I, I love it. And so you see, you know, a gun that's a hundred years old that you're like, wow, like it's made it this far. It's still in perfect working condition. Like it's very cool to see old. old so could you like appraise that. guns if somebody was to come in and say, hey, this was my grandfather's, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, we do. Um, you know, you can pay for an appraisal, and then I, you know, take a real the, appraisal. Yeah, take the time to actually look everything up, and uh, you know, sometimes I can take hours to do that. So yeah, yeah we can. That's interesting. How do people find you normally? Like, what's the most effective marketing, you think? We do a lot on social media, even though it's very, I don't want to say we're shadow banned, but there is a lot yeah. of restriction on our, our platform. Yeah. So we do put a lot of content on Instagram and Facebook. You guys always, you, you always include the aim here too, which I really appreciate. That's we do. Nice you guys. We do. And you know, cool. we like other customers to feel safe. So it's always like, Hey, point it up here. So that way yeah. everyone else in the store feels comfortable as well. And you know, we point them yeah. in the direction of going to your site too. Yeah. I know it's tough running a, a business and it's tough running a gun business in California. Um, what is it tough running a gun business in the city of San Diego? The city themselves don't add too much really uh, say additional requirement because we have everything you know locked secure cameras um you know we have everything set up in the safest way possible um so but the city will on top of the state of california the department of justice and the atf the city will also audit us so you know there's three different agencies that come down and want to make sure we're doing everything right and they've all audited us and you know you ever notice they always do it in a row they don't come on top of each other. Okay, I'm done. Oh, you yeah, go no. get him. Oh, yeah. I should be in the car business. <laughs> get in the ocean and, you know, the unions or whatever. They just run up. But that's okay. As long as you are long as you got your stuff together, there's nothing they can say. Well, they're kind of looking for different things. Too. What, what, like, what's, for example, what is the city looking for that the ATF doesn't? Uh, the ATF's usually checking the 4473 paperwork, making sure that everything is done in accordance the way they want it done. Um, the city is more so making sure... Uh, checking like our gun buys and making sure that everything lines up with like the bound book and um, kind of things like that. Um, Serial numbers is the big thing. Or if somebody got denied, making sure that the gun didn't go to say their family member and making sure that all the paperwork lines up. What do you wish more gun owners knew? I would say the biggest thing or, or what they should know is that the process can be very simple if you Mm -hmm. have all the right documentation and so we always try to educate our customers and knowing that, hey, if you bring in, you know, if you have the real ID with your current address and FSC card or, you know, you can take the test at our shop and having a car reg as your current address, you know, that's all you need to purchase. Hmm. And so sometimes people get frustrated with the process because it can seem like it's always something and it can be difficult. And so we try to make it as easy as possible for say, hey, these are the documents you need and that's it. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. Sometimes it can be a barrier for some people is that. You know, they think it's too difficult. Interesting. Hmm. That's awesome. Do you hear that from, uh, like, first-time gun buyers? Because I imagine over the last couple of years, there's a lot more first-time buyers, and they're surprised maybe at how not easy it is. Absolutely. We get a lot of customers that are expecting, like, first-time buyers, like, wait, I don't get to take this right now? And we're like, no, you have to wait 10 days. And so there's that initial element just in itself. And then on top of that, it's yeah. also like, okay, I have to pay for this, wait 10 days, but I need it now. Yeah. And you're like, well, there's nothing well, we can do about that. No, you don't need it now. Because right. if you do, you're not getting it. <laughs> now I know. But the, well, I just went and picked up mine. I mean, I did gobs of paperwork going in. And before I left, I still had to fill out some paper, paperwork. So 
the government, when they, I mean, when they say about all these background checks, it looks like if the normal Joe like me, no offense, <laughs> has to go through what I went through to pick up my gun, just tells you the criminals aren't going through the system. Right? I mean, because- I would say so. I mean, it's, it is a process and even picking up the firearm oh. after you've done say yeah. 20 30 minutes of paperwork when you come back to pick it up there's another 15 yeah. 20 minutes it's not in and out that's right so for them to say that we're not doing enough checks we're not doing enough this and you're not selling the guns legally is bs it's a precause the people that are getting the guns have never gone through that process legally yeah anybody that does it legally knows it's it's a process address one more time 5995 mission gorge road suite c san diego california point of interest Point of interest. interest. What is this? Robert's Rules? Yeah. yeah. What meat, point of interest? Point meat, of interest. The meat place next to his. Oh. Iowa Meats. Yeah, there you go. I got uh, gator andouille sausage there one one time. And? For my jambalaya. It was, was it good. good. All right. Well, hey, man, it's good having you in. And the and the missus. You see, no, he's hanging out here. He's going he's gonna to ask. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to hear. Oh, you got it. In fact, we got to get some headphones for the, for the wife. Because this next segment, Stump My Nephew, right here on Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Well, hey, it's time to take ownership of your self-defense journey. The U.S. Concealed Carry Association believes the key ingredient to being a responsibly firearms owner is proper training and education. The USCCA offers comprehensive training that helps you avoid danger while keeping you and your family safe. More than 650,000 responsibly armed Americans like you have made the responsible decision to take control of protecting themselves and their families. Get hands-on training from certified instructors. Learn how to avoid danger, defend yourself, and protect your loved ones. Take responsibility for your own safety and visit uscca.com backslash G-O-R. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew. A few years ago, we discovered that my uh, my young nephew is uh, particularly good at, at gun trivia, and he's now at the ripe old age of 22, um, extremely good at gun trivia. So if you send us a question and we use it on the air, we'll give you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, uh, we'll give you a special prize. So um, and he doesn't he doesn't get these questions beforehand. Um, there's no preparation. The first time he hears this question is is on is on the uh, on the air. So how's it going, Sam? Good. How are you guys? Good, man. Um, so we have a special guest. In the studio, Dallas Martinson. He owns San Diego Guns, a gun shop here in in uh, San Diego, coincidentally. And um, he's going to ask a question for you. What do you say? Sounds good. Let's right. have it. All right. What is a... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Ray from Fresno. Ray from Fresno. There you go. What is a M41A Pulse rifle? Ray from Fresno. Thanks for writing in. Um I feel like this one's a little bit of an unfair question because it's technically not about a real firearm. What did I just... Um, the M41 pulse rifle is the uh, service weapon of the U.S. Colonial Marines from the movie Aliens, which, by the way, I have not seen yet, but is on my list. 
<laughs> oh, Sam, you're doing yourself a dishonor by not watching Aliens. That is one of the best action movies of all time. I'm telling you. Really? That, yeah, the, the first two are great. Then I don't want to talk about the other ones after that. That's that's another story entirely. Now, do you know what? Some of them were good. Do you, you know what was really good was like Prometheus and all the ones after those were really I good. didn't like Prometheus. We're going to have to sit down and talk. Uh, okay, okay. I'll tell you why, uh, why you should like Prometheus. Okay, so... What was it made of? Do you know what it's made of? Um, no, I, I could not tell you what it's made of. It's but made of. Uh, you got it right, by the film way. Film and um, movie magic. I don't know. <laughs> it says. Uh, it says here. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, before you say anything, I, I might, I might be incorrect in this, but I, I feel like I remember reading somewhere that they made um, the firing prop guns out of a converted Mac 11, but I might be incorrect. Um, possibly, but that's not what was mentioned here. It was the fictional firearm was actually composed of an M1A1 Thompson submachine gun, a Remington 870 pump shotgun, and a Franchi Spaz 12 shotgun. One of the last movies for the dominance of CGI special effects. These props were operational, and the muzzle flashes were captured directly on film, which Very is cool. cool. Practical effects are always better, in my opinion. I agree. A Spaz uh, uh, 12 was uh, kind of looked like a space-age gun anyway, didn't it? Do you remember those? Dallas, did you ever saw one of those? Were they legal when you were still? Uh... No, those have been banned by name in California, but they are a very cool-looking shotgun. They are, right? Sam, are you able to sell those in Virginia? Um, we are technically able to sell them in Virginia, but they're exceptionally rare because they were banned for import um, after only a few hundred were brought into the country. So in terms of um, I didn't know that. famous but unpopular firearms, the, the ratio of how many people know it from movies versus how many there actually are, the, the SPAS-12 is uh, very high in, in that metric. In other, in other words, it's been used in a lot of movies, so people know about it, but they're, but they're pretty rare. Everyone, yeah. everyone who doesn't know about guns knows what it is. I know about it from the Punisher comics. He used one. Way to way to bring down the show, Mike. Anyway, so <laughs> total silence. A hush Nobody, goes over the crowd. Nobody's laughing. So, Sam, tell us about your new holster, bud. Um, okay, I guess you heard about that. So, um, it's there's this is kind of a non-story. I got a custom-made leather holster for my Kiapa Rhino, which is a revolver. Um, I fig I figured, you know, nice. Walnut grip revolver, you've you got to get a leather holster for it. Absolutely. Got to show it off, need something with a little bit of panache, a little bit uh, a little bit gentlemanly, not just your everyday boring Kydex like, like what I use for my Glock. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy with it. Everyone listening, if you want a holster that's nice and, and looks nice and you want to treat yourself a little bit, I, I highly recommend a nice, uh, nice handmade leather holster. <laughs> Treat yourself a little bit. A little <laughs> self care. There are plenty of plenty of custom holster makers who are local to you. Uh, mine was made by a guy who lives in Woodbridge, which is just a little ways north of me. I just had this image um, of, of he's always shop local. I had this image of Sam in like a like a nice comfortable chair with like some some you know some shot of brandy, f- like some a, fragrance, and a like smoking a little, little candle and something. And some someone like hands him you know a nice <laughs> leather holster. 
You know, just a nice relaxing. Yeah, you really have a good imagination. You know that? <laughs> you got to stay away from that. The spaghetti at Denny's. <laughs> I think the sauce is getting to you. Yeah, leather, leather holsters are great. You know? Life's too short to just have a crappy Kydex holster. Amen to that. Amen to that. Dallas, do you uh, do you, do you guys saw a lot of those? Uh, it's the Rhino, right, Sam? Yeah. You guys saw a lot of Rhinos? So the Chiapa Rhino is not on the roster, but you can get it single action, and then it could be drossed as a single action revolver, take it home, and then you could convert it. To double mm. single, mm. yeah, yeah. So the short answer is is not too many, not too many, because that's kind of that's kind of difficult. Yeah. So do you? What do you do? Do you? Just, can you have those in your shop? Can you just stock your shop with those and we in can. single action, or how how do you handle that? If we can find it available from the manufacturer, single action, we can order that and we could have them in the shop. Um, there, are, or it could be done actually third party and then sent to us single action and mm. dross that way. Have you shot one? I haven't. Sam, tell them what you think about it. Um, if you ever want to shoot a three, well, it, uh, I've been shooting 38 through mine cause they're easier to find, but in 38, it recoils about like a 22. And, um, some of my coworkers at our other location, um, have, uh, have the, the same gun in different barrel lengths. And they say in 357, it's pretty mild as well. Um, still trying to find ammo for that, but it's, it's an excellent gun. It shoots great. I'm stacking holes at seven yards without even trying. Can't say enough good things about it. He, he was he was like giddy with laughter the first time he shot it. Nice. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, I had to step back behind the firing line because I was laughing too hard and I didn't <laughs> want to make a scene. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's always good talking to you. Yeah, next time make a scene, I say. Yeah, what's, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make a scene at a shooting range. Um, that, that's... <laughs> You can quote me on that. That's life. <laughs> That's Thanks another, for having me on. Everyone, have a good night. That's right. another good T-shirt. That's a really good T-shirt. All right, buddy. Well, hey, it's been a blast having you in. Glad, yeah. Congratulations on the store, even though you've had it a little while. But congratulations with the growth. And do you I, want to introduce your wife on air here before we no, go? Oh, she's gonna. Oh, you just got yourself <laughs> in trouble. Well, thank you for that, by the way. And this is my wife, Samantha Martinson. They can't oh, see her. Thank you for coming, Samantha. And for supporting at San Diego Guns, one of the best shops in San Diego. Well, let me just, if you don't mind me, can I ask you a question? Sure. G- grab right that mic over there. <laughs> so, before you met this guy, were you a shooter? Um, no. I, I had gone shooting once in college okay. with okay. a friend, but I didn't really have a, a lot of extensive knowledge. It's, right, right. It's more of, I had had interest. I had had, uh-huh. you know, a Second Amendment-like agreement. And, sure. But... Yeah, not not anything before him. So, how many years you've been doing this now? With Dallas, we've yeah. been together eight and a half years. Now. Okay, so yeah. what? So, what do you think from day one walking into the gun store and today? Oh, oh my gosh, it's like <laughs> unrecognizable. I yeah. mean, he went from displaying some personal guns so that he had stuff on the walls and people could see inventory and uh-huh. have examples of what he had available to order, but he's gone from that to having guns on the walls and quite a you know extensive customer sure. base and so i couldn't be more proud of him yeah it's kind of like you know you start your business in the garage yeah and then you outgrow the garage you go to a little next thing you know yeah he used to close the shop to go across the street and grab a burrito on lunch break when he was working by himself for years uh, and he's gone from that to now having a staff and being yeah. able to support other people so it's it's been a transformation and well, yeah, he's, how, he's, how much have you like your your body of knowledge around guns how much has that grown 
I'm sorry. You're like the amount of the, that you know about guns. How much has that grown? Are you, you Oh. You ever surprise yourself? Like, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, absolutely. There's been plenty of times conversationally I'll spout something off. He'll be like, oh, you do listen. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I've picked up a thing or two over the, over the years. That's awesome. <laughs> so cute. Well, it's just fantastic having you guys in. I'm sure we'll have you in again, you know, especially when anything exciting is coming up. And again, the website one more time www.sandiegoguns.com. There you go. Down there in Mission Gorge, folks. Don't go down. Check them out. It'll be fun. Hey, folks, if you want to help us out, subscribe to our show. Give us a five-star review. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify. Jeez, we're everywhere. And when you have a chance and you're out bopping around, support our sponsors, San Diego County, Orange County, and Inland Empire Gun Owners. You can join those guys. The Dillon Law Group, PRMI Mortgage, Sage Tree Digital Marketing, Seal One, Leo Hamill's Fine Jewelry, San Diego Flight Training International, and our newest partner, U.S. Concealed Carry Association. Can't thank Joe Jamisi, Michael Schwartz. Schwartz. Schwartz? Ah, Michael Schwartz. Close. Sam the Gunman. Action Jackson. He's on the East Coast. He will be back. And our wonderful board op, Brandon Thomas. FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.